Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your hosts, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to a very special episode. I always say they're very special because I think every episode is special in its own way. This is very special episode 85 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Did you guys know that we are the longest running podcast on, not the longest running podcast? I always do that. I always add that weird. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, we're the longest running anthem podcast on the internet, trying to make all the people happy. So we are the longest running Anthem podcast. So like if anyone like would ever put on like a big giant show where Anthem was your focus and you needed someone that did like an Anthem podcast to kind of like be, you know, you could just call us because we've been doing it for a really long time. This is episode 85. That means we have been at this for, man, it feels like a really long time. We're actually coming up on two years when we head off to EA Play. It'll be around the two-year mark that we actually decided that, hey, we're going to do a show, we're going to talk about Anthem, we're going to talk about it through its highs, through its lows, and we're just going to keep talking about the about the game. Because, you know, at its core, we, the three of us, the four of us, really enjoy the game. So, I'm your host, Steve. I don't know if I said that. You guys probably know that. I'm here with two of my co-hosts. Mike cannot be here today because they have a weird tournament organizer that decided that no matter what weather the boys are having, they're going to play soccer in that weather. So I think there's a bunch of lightning, thunder, <laughs> I think there's a tornado going on where they're having this tournament, but tournament organizer said, hey, if the kids can dodge, if they can dodge a tornado, they can dodge a ball. I don't know, something like that. So he's not with us tonight. <laughs> he's doing, he's off having fun. So we, we wish his son um, a good tournament, I guess. So I'm here with... Uh, Je- Devin and JD. Man, I can't talk. I almost called you Jevin. Jevin, Jevin. I'm glad to have you here. And I guess you'd be Dee Dee, JD, if I got those mixed up. So a blast I, to the past Jevin from Dexter's Laboratory. So. Jevin and Dee or Dee Dee. There you go. I won't call you that. So we're super excited to have everyone with us today. Um, we're probably going to take a couple calls from some listeners that are hanging out in our Discord. We've got a lot to talk about. If you want to leave us a voice message for the show, and if you want to um, add some feedback, comments, if you have questions, you can call in. You can leave a voicemail message at 505-386-7917. So that's a place you could do that. Or you could email us at freelancercodex at gmail.com. All right. So I have been gone for the last week. I was at a training. We were learning all about communication and community management and doing all kinds of fun stuff like that, learning about vision and focus on, you know, how to develop things. So I have been away from the game. I did get a chance to play um, yesterday and I got to play today. So I've been having a lot of fun trying out um, one of the new patches because we got a new patch. I think it is patch 1.1.0.1 or something like that. I think there was a mix up with how they numbered it, but it was a pretty light patch. So Devin, what fixes did they give us in this recent patch that we got on? I think it was on Tuesday. Um. Well, let me let me read the list here. So and it's a good uh, list for me. It is, it is good to be back also since I was gone last week. So. You were gone. I didn't even realize you were gone last week. I, I know that that's that that cut me deep, Stephen. I it just felt like you were there in spirit. Like, man, I don't think we've done one where you haven't been here. So, I missed you, Devin. <laughs> um. All right. So, 
obviously the Elysian Matt Damon chests are over now. So that was uh, when that update came out, it, it put the kibosh on that. Um, but what they have here for us, it says they fixed an error where weapon and component stats uh, values were not displaying correctly. So we, we saw that quite a bit where your stats would drastically change. Um, you know, Stephen and I, we, we saw that ourselves after the last big patch they had, and it was uh, pretty interesting. So It was pretty um, confusing, I think, is, is what it actually was, because we had weapons that were, yeah. it's like, this says it's like doing 10, and our damage is doing 7 for for crits. I don't understand. I still don't understand it. Could have left it the same way, and I still would have known much about the numbers and the damage that we're doing anyway, but what's next? One day. It's, it's, it's a slow step-by-step process. It's true, it is. Um, so it says it fixed a problem where suit power level rarity was not correctly being calculated based on equipped items. So uh, if you would log in and you look at your friends list and everybody was a legendary javelin, um, that was a lie. You know, the, the javelin is a lie. The javelin is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, that was, it was definitely crazy. You log in, like people are like in the, in the 400s and I'm like, what happened? What that's that's not right. Um, so, but they fixed that. So, um, they also says fixed an issue with Spanish audio in a conversation in the sunken cell stronghold. So that's pretty good. Um, fixed an issue with French audio in the conversation in the sunken cell stronghold. Fixed an issue causing a slight delay in salvaging at end of the expedition. Yeah, th- and this was definitely noticed that. Yeah, this one was something that was super frustrating. I think you go from when you have something pretty good to where they sped it up and it goes back to the way it was. It's like uh, it really kind of it kind of yeah. sticks that fry right up your nose, you know, and it makes it really frustrating. So takes takes a little bit longer. Uh, so let's see here. Partially defeated encounters will no longer redis- redispense loot from previously defeated creatures. So see, and this is something uh, I never I, encountered. I never had that happen. No, I didn't either. Maybe it's a console thing. I don't know. Maybe if if you've had this app, if you've had this happen, and you were able to benefit from it, next time just like shoot us a text so we know, so we can go farm um farm this loot over and over again. So what's the last farm one here, Devin? Yeah, uh, the last one here we got is for PC only. It says right clicking on an item to salvage it at the end of the expedition screen now requires the mouse button to be held. So you don't just accidentally click it. Oh, I salvaged that. Didn't want to do that. That. That would kind of suck. But. Yeah, this is something I also have not run into. Like, um, I use I use a controller when I play on PC, so it's something that hasn't happened to me. <laughs> but and we also have a bunch. So these are the fixes that came out. There were a couple other issues that popped up when they um, pushed this fix. So, oh, one of the things that they also fixed that values were not on gear were not displaying correctly either. I know they were saying that. Um, well, the the inscriptions weren't displaying correctly. We know that like the damage numbers yeah. and all that stuff was incorrect, but inscription numbers were, were incorrect also. So I think I got a legend. No, I didn't get a legendary. I got a masterwork Thunderbolt of uh, Yavinia, and that thing like dropped with 1% damage. So after the fix, I think it updated to like 20%, unless it was a different one. I don't know. It's it's so hard to like pinpoint and figure out what has been fixed and what hasn't been fixed just because of the way everything has been going. It's also like, you know, I don't, I don't even care. I don't know if I'm ever going to get another one. So whatever I have is what I have. All right. So known issues that they are still working on. So these are things that the team is aware of that they're going to continue to work on. And this list is updated as of today. 
So these are the things that they're still going for. So some challenges still aren't tracking properly, such as legendary freelancer. So you're not getting your rep and it's taking a lot longer to reach that milestone that you're able to complete it at. So hopefully they will get that fixed soon and we won't have to worry about that. So weapons sometimes not firing where they are aimed. And I know Russ did one of our um, community members in our Discord has been having this problem a lot. I think we've whittled it down to maybe being like a, um, uh, shoot, what's the thing, an overlay issue, whether it's an overlay with Origin or if it's an overlay with NVIDIA stuff. So hopefully they can get that fixed because it's really frustrated that, you know, if if we can't even shoot at something in it and those um, hits be registered. So hopefully that's something that they'll be able to figure out very soon. Um, also can't talk to NPCs who have speech bubbles above their heads in the fort. So this is pretty, Mm -hmm. this has happened to me several times. Also, it seems pretty random when it does happen. So I was never able to figure out, you know, why is it happening now compared to why it's not happening at the, in this instance? I don't know if that's something that you guys have run into also JD. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, anytime I saw the, like, I I see speech bubbles, well, speech bubbles above people's heads in Fort Tarsus. I get, I get really excited because, you know, like kind of like Mike was saying, uh, or maybe it was you who was saying it a couple of weeks ago, like after you're done talking to everybody, the fort feels kind of quiet and empty and you kind of end up missing those conversations. So I saw it, I was like, Oh, there's somebody to talk to. And then I get there and then there's nothing. I'm just so disappointed <laughs> for a moment. I'm like, Oh, I guess not. But the map says you do. Why? What's yeah, happening it, here? It is kind of frustrating because I, I enjoy the conversations at the fort um, for the most part. And I wish that there were more yeah. of them. After the sunken cell dropped, we had a lot with Sev. Um, those were those were kind of interesting um, conversations that we had with Sev. He seemed like he broke a lot of rules, but Tassin was okay with it, which is kind of weird. I thought Tassin was, you know, a stickler for the rules. Apparently, she doesn't care that much about what rules are broken and what rules aren't broken. I mean... I had a spy that, you know, I had murdered um, because he broke a rule. But I don't know. Sev, I guess, gets a pass just because he's Sev for whatever reason. Yeah. But whatever. Apples and oranges, oranges, I suppose. All right. So they also fixed a. They're working on a fix for the auto res after a boss is defeated is not always working. I never die during boss fights. So I have not run into this. Um, Devin, you die a lot. Have you run into this where it just keeps you down when you're dead? I don't, uh, I think you're mistaken. Um, that doesn't happen to me unless I get, you know, the uh, health bug. That's the proper excuse to use when you die. Yep. Obviously, it wasn't because of my skill level because it's, you know, it's it's up here. Um, it's either a health bug <laughs> or the Minotaur respawned. I think that those are the only viable excuses that yeah. we have. So and health bug. You know, it's, yeah, it's tough. So, um, you yeah, know, that hasn't happened to me where I've been stuck there. Um I know a lot of people have, but that hasn't happened to me. Yeah. So health bars randomly disappearing from the final boss in the sunken cell. You can't choose stronghold mission again from end of expedition screen after completing one. That is one that I've had uh, frequently every time. The armor issue, this is an old friend that we have seen since the beginning of time, it feels like, both in display and in actual implementation that our health, our armor issues have not been fixed yet. Um, And I don't... I. I seem like in my mind, I'm not a programmer. I'm not a developer. I've never programmed. Well, I programmed a calculator once to say a funny word. But it seems like a lot of the issues that we have with like armor issues, weapons, and things not displaying. Like in my in my gut, I feel like it's all tied to the scaling system that they have. 
that that like to me that's the only reason why these things would be changing is because you know they have to scale the game if you want to play with someone that's level two or you want to play with someone that's level 30 in order for them to feel like they're actually doing is you know doing work in that instance it has to be scaled to them and scaled for you so it feels like to me that like there's some weird issue going on with the scaling on the back end and because now that the devs have the PTR. I'm, I'm assuming that they have the PTR up and running and they're testing a lot of these things. I don't know if they're testing new builds on the PTR and those are getting pushed and things just aren't being updated in the correct path to where everyone is on the same version of the game before it gets submitted for, for patching. I don't know what's going on there. It seems like anytime a patch gets pushed out, more things get broken. For example, one thing that happened when they pushed out this patch is that the Titan in the Heart of Rage Stronghold stopped dropping its loot. And this, when when you're in a state of a lot of things not working, um, things like this get pointed out pretty quickly because this is, the Heart of Rage is used to farm loot. I mean, it's the quickest stronghold that you can do. You have a lot of instances where you have apex creatures and the Titan is one of them. So when the Titans start stop dropping loot, that caught fire pretty quick on Reddit, and it spread, and a lot of people were upset. And it took them uh, how many days was it, JD? I'm I, in my mind, I'm thinking it was about three days because they fixed it. The patch three to four. It's a hot fix that pushed the they're pushing out today to everyone that it should be it should be fixed by now. So it took them this long to figure out what happened there and get that fixed. And now that that kind of stuff happens, whatever, that's not the big deal. But then whenever something like this happens and they take a little bit of time to fix it, they always point, you know, players always point back to one thing. When the loot was raining like crazy, it took them 11 hours to fix it, right? They they had a, uh, excuse me, they had a fix super fast. So it's always the the thought or the perception that, Okay, you don't care when something's broken because it takes you longer. But when loot starts raining, you fix it as quickly as you can. Do you guys get that mm-hmm. sense? Do you f- I mean, we've all seen it. We saw it in Destiny with the loot cave. They fixed that fairly quickly after people caught on and they found it. It was raining loot after each patch here and they fixed that super fast. But then when you have loot dropping, you know, a potential chance to get something good from the Titan... It takes them several days to fix that. Do you guys feel cheated out by this? I mean, I know a lot of people, anytime something like this happens, they're like, hey, you owe us 4,000 coins or whatever. So, I mean, what, what, do you guys, what, do, what do you guys feel about that situation? On whether it's just, it's fair, or they're just taking their time, or whatever. So, for me, it's, I honestly... I prefer that it gets fixed when it's fixed, honestly. Um, I, I know that, like, it's there are different systems. I'm no game developer, okay? The only amount of coding that I know how to do is to make a website, and that's about it. I, I have no idea how complicated uh, it is. And the whole thing is that, to be fair, like, I mean, now that they've shifted, uh, now that they've kind of, like, shifted it primarily over to the Austin team, like, well, things that was shortly after launch uh, that, that we had like the loot raining and that sort of thing. I feel like there might have been a bigger well, a bigger team working on it because it was closer to launch than it is now. It could be a smaller group, that, and that could explain it. Um, 
that being said, um, I do have a hard time arguing with those who bring up the point that the reason, like a potential reason why they might have, you know, wanted to put the kibosh on that, uh, you know, raining loot was to kind of keep people from, you know, hitting the wall as fast that a lot of people have, uh, a lot of people have hit, like to make the the lack of, uh, of end game content feel not as lacking because it would take you longer to get there if it was harder to get loot. I know a lot of people that have been playing the game for, you know, a couple hundred hours more than I have um, and now have like one or two completely legendary javelins uh, have raised this point and it's generally been this this uh, thing of uh, now that I have a legendary javelin um, I mean what now and uh i believe even, even william uh on from your anthem uh made this point about how there's just like no aspirational content so i can see why people might be saying like there's definitely a somewhat good reason for them to believe that it's uh pretty like they really have a motivation to fix a uh, reigning loop faster but i think it might just be an issue of a smaller team now uh working on it and maintaining things because i don't know how like if the numbers have changed at all hmm. Devin, how yeah, do you feel know. about something like this um so i think it's easy to to say those kind of things right so when life's not going the way we want it to it's easy to say oh you know you're, you're doing this on purpose or i mean i think we've all seen this cycle before with other games uh you know i've been pray to this cycle myself while well, they're just holding it back on us and this and things and um <clears throat> it's easy to do that when you're upset or you're bitter about something and um but the truth is we don't know how i mean we're not the developers we're not the ones working on the game so we don't know how complex of an issue it is you know um jesse was very open about it this week while they're going over those things he was on twitter you know um Saying, hey, okay, we're, we're working on things. We're trying to make sure it's a quality fix to make sure we get this. But then people were responding saying, yeah, I'm, you know, there's no loot dropping from like Earth 6 and other things in the wild. So they're like, what? And so they have to look into that. And I, I mean, we don't know how complex the loot drop rate versus, you know, not dropping from specific Apex uh, enemies, you know, how complex that is. And there's a lot of things that go into it. And there's, a lot of issues, you know, I, I really don't know an easy, an easy answer for them. Besides we, all we can do is just trust the developers. They're the ones making it and they're They're not trying to purposely screw us over. You know, they're not trying to break the game. Every update they, they're doing, you know, with the uh, public test environment is uh, whenever that fully comes out to where a lot more people can get into it and, and whatnot. Um, I I don't I haven't heard anything about it. Did you guys hear anything about that last week when I was gone? I, so uh, no, I don't. I didn't hear anything. But I do think you know, as time goes on, some of these updates, once they get that up and running, will be. Uh, you know, when you put the put the updates in that test environment, it's going to take longer because you have to put them in the environment, then they have to run through it all, and then find more fixes. In the long run, it'll be more beneficial for sure. But it might take longer to update and patch things when if they're 
pushing it out to that first and then to everybody else. So. Yeah. And I also think, you know, if you do have a PTR up and running, at least you're showing that you're working on things and those things are going to get out. So people that don't have access to it, console players, they're still going to be able to see, and they're going to be able to hear the feedback from players that are actually able to use it. So I think there'll be a little bit of a buffer between the, Hey, we want this now because at least we'll be able to see that, okay, this is being worked on. This is being talked about. These are the fixes that they're going to be, that they're going to put into place. So hopefully that is going to give them a little bit of room to say, Hey, we need a little bit more time with this. This is a bug that these players found. So we need more time to, you know, before we implement it. So hopefully that happens because I, we do, we haven't heard when they're going to release that yet. I'm guessing it's going to be sometime after EA play. I don't think it's close to being ready. Um, or else we would have started hearing about that. So hopefully, hopefully people will cut the developers that amount of slack because like you said, Devin, they're, they're trying their best. They're working on it. They, they're, they're not, they don't set out to make a crappy game. So hopefully go ahead. I do. I do feel that there's a, there's a point worth making here is that they, they, they definitely don't set out to make a, uh, make any kind of inferior game. I mean, I don't, I don't know of a lot of people with any amount of pride in their craft, they would set out to make something terrible. Um, I do think a fair point that some other people raise, and I've I've seen the point raised, is that one of the things that they have been very transparent about the well, transparent about is uh, their goal is to keep people playing the game as long as possible. Like that 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 is a that is like the whole point of a lot of the systems that are in there and the way they're structured, the way they are. So. Uh, like, I don't think they would make things perfect, well, like purposely, you know, like terrible, but I do think that, um, the potential argument that, uh, they might be doing certain things to kind of keep people, uh, like from running out of things to do faster is a potentially viable one. I, it's not one that I choose to believe, but I do think it does have some merit based on the fact that we do know that one of their goals is to make a game that you keep coming back to. And I and I yeah. think like man, anytime we because I understand that pe- that there is that draw like hey, how do we slow down progress? And I hate it when people say like oh they they want you to stop if you get the loot you're gonna stop playing because in my mind it's like no I'm just gonna keep going for more loot because the inscriptions can always be better right? So and currently Bioware has an opportunity to increase some loot drops so we can actually make that happen. And I think they're afraid to. I think they have that fear that if we were getting legendaries, we would stop. But in my mind, and I'm not a developer, I'm just someone that wants to play the game, I would play more if I knew there were more chances to get legendaries that would make me, you know, be able to take my build to that next level. To feel like, okay, I can just roll through Grandmaster 3. Because right now, Grandmaster 3 just takes way too long because all my inscriptions are all over the place. But if I would had a place where I could get loot, I would play those uh, missions and those activities more frequently. And because there's no guarantee anywhere of getting that stuff, it's like, well, I could do any of these things, and it might drop, it might not. I can do the hardest content, and it won't drop. So it, so that 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 fear I think that Bioware has really frustrates me, and I think they just need to stop being afraid that their player base is going to leave. Because you know what, it can only bring them back at this point, is my thought. 
So I mean, the ones that are still here, uh, the ones that are still here, like the ones in our Discord and the ones on Low Sodium, Anthem, and all that. Like, we're here because we love the game. We keep playing because we love the game. There's, uh, like, if you can make things potentially better for us, it like, yeah, like Steve was saying, like it might bring people back. Yeah, you know. But uh, so one thing that Mike wanted us to talk about, and then after this, I think we're going to try and bring in a couple people from our Discord to, if they have questions or if they have comments, anything that they want to ask, we will bring them in. Um, so Mike wanted us to talk about Matt Damon Chess. They are gone now. So if you were to bring them back, Devin, next week, like what changes would you personally implement in the Matt Damon Chess? How would you bring them back? Um, well, the easiest and and most obvious for me is to get rid of all the fluff, which was all the materials. Um, right now, there's no no crafting system or reason to even worry about those materials, except for consumables, you know. Um, and even then, it's not not very much. So, um, just like when you would go through there, and, and I've had times where it was like all four of the chests were just materials, and it's like, oh well, that. That sucks. Really That's bad. a waste of a key. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, get rid of the fluff. I mean, it makes it much more enjoyable. I'd still rather play it and still get keys and still open it. Even if I have, you know, all of them or whatever, I'd still open them for other people. Knowing that it was just uh, items, you know, not not materials or any of the fluff because it's just more rewarding and worthwhile to me. I'd actually focus on playing that. But when you, when you get the three and four materials multiple times, it just, it, it killed the the desire and urge for me to keep doing that because it just wasn't enjoyable to go through the stronghold and be like, oh, all right, I'm going to get these uh, chests. And then it was just poop. So, so, so here's, here's a question. So there's a lot of people, I know, I know several people that got everything that they could out of the chest. They got them a hundred percent. I think Phaedrin actually went through and he got everything. So what do you do with all those things that were offered in this chest? Do you bring those items back for the next chest reset and potentially give those people that went through that grind? Now they have less things to go for, or do you have to make completely new items that no one has seen before? I think it has to be all new, right? Because these are limited time items and people have already gone through the grind to get that. So if, I mean, if you screw over the dedicated players, I mean, it's a hard place to be like putting those back in and, and basically creating a smaller pool. I mean, maybe they don't care. Maybe it's like, okay, well, I just, that just means I have less things that I have to get and they're already completed, you know, so I don't have to work towards it as much, but um, you know, it's, if they only did, you know, non-material items, you know, like skins and everything else in there, would you feel cheated? I, I don't know. I'd feel a little upset at first, but then maybe I'd be like, well, that just means, you know, I have less, a lower number to work towards to complete everything. So. I, I, I feel like uh, coin rewards, I don't like, I didn't get enough Elysian chests to know if this is a reward in them, but like, Awarding coin would have been more useful than awarding materials, especially. Uh, it, I think that would have helped to address some of the complaints about like how the grind for coins isn't exactly great right now. Um, 
Yeah, because there but, there were yeah. no coins, there were no shards in the chest, and that was something it's that you know what you could ranked. easily put in there to help buy yeah. the new cosmetics that were coming out. And like I was thinking along the lines of William from the chat, you could put those items into the store, um, but that also doesn't feel great because now you're charging people to get those items. So you, you know what what could be what could be a better idea in this case is you put them you put them in the store. Um, but what you also add to the Elysian chest, uh, again, I bring them up a lot. I'm going to bring it up now. Take a page from Warframe's book. Okay. Uh, make one of the rewards in Elysian chests, uh, discount coupons. Okay. Like maybe like a 5%, 10%, 25%, 50% discount. It encourages people to make uh, purchases. It gives, uh, other people, um, a, a, a less amount to pay and it like it, it's it's something nice like a warframe offers them as login bonuses as uh potential rewards um like it's, it's just a little thing that it's like not something that necessarily pads it out but it like when you get it you like if you're kind of leaning towards maybe getting that armor set or maybe not getting that armor set and then all of a sudden you get like a 25 percent uh discount ticket uh from an elysian chest you're gonna be like oh this is a sign i'm gonna take it i'm gonna buy that armor set right now like if they could throw that in the elysian chest like i feel like that would you put all the old stuff in the in the store and then give people uh discount uh tickets in the elysian chest and i feel like you'll you'll be able to get away with that and not make people too, too angry. You know, it allows people to get it if they missed out on like, if like if you have lives and you missed out on the majority of the grind, you can get it. Um, it's up to you if you want to p- uh, pay full price for it, or if you want to uh, get it. And, you know, uh, again, take it from Warframe, make the discount tickets that you earn only last like a couple of days. So it's either use it or lose it. There, there's also there's also an option of you know what you can just have these things drop from bosses after the Elysian chests are gone right you can put whatever the teal item was call them an artifact because I think there's even a load screen that says you can collect loot and artifacts when you're out you know fighting the mans and shooting the bugs you can collect artifacts so consider like Elite, Matt Damon chest this was season one all right so this was season one. Season one's gone. Season two is going to come up. Everything from season one that you didn't get is going to go to the loot pool for the bosses and strongholds or whatever. So you still have a chance of getting those, especially for the completionist. Like in the long run, if you want to end up with everything, there's still a potential to get that. Eventually that pool will grow very large. But then you know what? Season two Matt Damon chest, you can focus on those and you can get those at your pace. And eventually those will rotate back also. That way you're not having to pay for it. Um, you're not feeling cheated like you've missed out. You still have the potential to get them, but you know they're not the focus of the Matt Damon chest come season two. I think that might be yeah. a, another potential option to get all that stuff, or you just throw them away and say, sorry, you didn't grind for it. You're not going to get these decals. Uh, there was some really cool... Um, uh, shoot, what are Emotes, that, the arrival emotes, like the breakdance emote for the Interceptor. I didn't get that. I mean, that's one of the cooler things that were in the Matt Damon chest. But now it's just like, well, you know, I guess I didn't get it. I didn't grind for it. That's my fault. But you know what? Um, I just didn't have the time. I didn't have the desire after, you know, a little bit after getting materials so many times. I don't see it as a problem if they put them in the store. I mean, obviously, the store needs to be reworked completely. 
Uh, we all know that, but they know that. Hopefully, they know that. I'm pretty sure they do. Uh, I sure hope they do. <laughs> but in order to put all that stuff back in there, you know, I'm of the same mind where it's, it's not a bad thing to put it in there because they gave you ample time to earn them if you wanted to. Um, but uh, if you didn't, you know, then you can, can buy them. But, you know, I think it would be easier, an easier pill to swallow if it was only, you know, uh, vanity items in those chests and not like, okay, I'm playing this stuff and I'm getting fluff items most of the time that I don't need. I'm getting materials and, you know, weapon parts and storm parts and Colossus parts that I don't need, don't care about. And, um, but then they're like, oh, you didn't get all these things because there was 167, but only 62 of them were actual vanity items. Um, but now we're going to put them in the store. So, I mean, I could see how that can be a, leave a bad taste in someone's mouth. It's like when you, you know, have a higher percentage of fluff items and you do, you know, vanity items in those chests. And then if you put them in the store, that would be, uh, I could see that being negative, right? But yeah, um, my, my math isn't great, but that math doesn't seem on the side of the player. No, it, it does not. So, but I, I just, you know, they, they definitely need to, the next time they implement that, not put those materials in there, uh, you know, because there's no reason to have them right now. Right now, it's just uh, a basic way of time gating or slowing down progress, as we JD has talked about, and as we've seen in other games. Where it's like, okay, in order to prolong this, we're going to throw in fluff items. Instead of just saying, well, you know what, we're going to put it at 62 items, and here's what's in the chest, and you can get those. And once you've got those, then it's done. Because then it's not like, oh, I have to play you know, all these rounds over and over and over again, hoping people have a key to give me, or I need to connect with my all my buddies each time they go. And um, so, I don't yeah. know, there, there's stuff to work on for sure. It's true, and I and I hope because I think the 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 idea of the Matt Damon chest is really cool. You get a cool decal. Yeah. You could get something specific for the stronghold that you go into. You can get some sweet cosmetics, something that maybe looks like you're you're a swarm tyrant. You know, you've got legs coming out of the back, like you've got the the Spider Man Iron Spider suit. You know, something like that would yeah. be super cool. That if that was the only place that you could get this cosmetic was by going here. And then you'd be like, oh, you got that. That's super cool. Uh, you know, that's one of the cool things. You can look like this giant fury. Um, so the idea is there. Um, they've already found out the way to implement it. Now we just need to refine it. And maybe they just didn't have time to do it the way they wanted to. I mean, that's obviously the case, right? They didn't have the time. They put out what they could. They didn't want people to burn through it as quickly. So they added all this fluff stuff. That was a bad decision. Whoever made that decision, you know, they they thought that maybe they were doing it you know, the best that they could. It obviously didn't work. And I hope that they learn from it and then they can move forward and change something. So next time you see Ben, Ben's like, Oh, bad decision. Huh? I see it. Not yeah. And, and I mean, <laughs> I mean at the end of the day, decision. like whoever it is, like you, you have to be able to own up to that, right? You have to be able to say, yeah, I made a bad decision. The player base didn't like what I did. I mean, you could take yeah. that really personal, which would be a really hard thing to do in today's industry. I mean, there's, there's people that hate everything no matter what. So if you take that personally, you're going to have a really hard time, you know, making those decisions. And I can see some people not wanting to make a decision because they're afraid of the the blowback that you're going to get from it, you know. But you have to make a decision. Someone did. It didn't work out very well. Now you have a chance to learn from it. And I think that's what we need to understand. It's like these are great opportunities to learn what your player base wants because it's going to be different in every game. 
Um, the Anthem community is pretty vocal. It's becoming less vocal because a lot of people are moving on to other things. So it's it's time to like say, okay, listen to your players, increase some loot drops, and do everything that we want you to do. And that's it. And that's all you have to do to bring everyone back into the game. Just do, do everything you, we want yeah, you exactly. to do. <laughs> so real quick, we, had, we got an email from Tater. Tater um, wanted us to talk a little bit about the communication that we've been having. I think we talked a lot about this last week. Um, but just briefly, Tater really was um, pointing towards what 343 is doing right now. Um, Master, Well, 343 is not porting Master Chief Collection over to PC. I think another studio is, if I'm not mistaken. Well, there's studios that are working with them, Splash Damage and... Uh... Others are working. There's a team within three four three that that is working on that, but the vast majority of them are working on Halo Infinite. But right, and, and, and that's what I mean. There's another studio that's doing that's um, helping out with the port, and they're putting out a lot of videos. They're not doing live streams. They're just putting out quick videos, telling them, you know, like, hey, these are the things that we've been working on recently. These are the things that we're pointing towards. Um, so they're putting out this type of communication that we have also said in the past that, Hey, stop doing your live streams. Your Twitch numbers don't matter. I don't know why they matter so much to Bioware. Um, must be contract contract thing, but <laughs> I, and I really think that's the only thing that it is. It's to keep Anthem up there in the Twitch numbers, which isn't working out for him. So just scrap it all together, learn from it and move on. So, um, Tater really asked like, what would be the best way to do this? Cause he's feeling like he is also not being heard. And then people have gone silent recently. I, um, you know, AJ or Jesse has been talking about the, the patches that are coming up. They've said, Hey, we're not going to talk about anything until we know more, which I completely understand that. But I think they need to start telling us, you know, things that, you know, don't really matter in the long run, but start telling us about, Characters from the lore start bringing up, you know, make conversation with your community. It doesn't have to be important conversation. It can, it just needs to be conversation, right? Or am I just totally missing the boat? Would you guys rather them not say anything or would you rather them actually have a presence on the internet somewhere, whether it's on, I don't know, match.com or something? Um, I don't know. It's tricky, right? I mean, if they're communicating with us, but it's just random things, then that can get old also. But like you said, pe- people are going to be upset no matter what. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would like, you know, regular weekly communication, blog posts. I mean, I, I really love what, you know, Bungie did for a long time. And then the same people that were doing that over there moved to 343 Industries. And they've had different people. They've had different community managers. I don't know the size of their community management team, but they put out weekly um, blog posts. And they have, you know, at least at 343, because I follow them pretty closely, they have, you know, four to five people, and they they just kind of volunteer each week. It's like, like, oh, who wants to take the blog post for next week? And then one of the community management team is like, oh, I'll do it this week. And I'm sure they have some kind of focus of what they're going to put it in there. But, you know, so so not the same person is working on it every single week, which can be difficult. You know, I mean, I, I don't know what else they're all doing, you know, but when you have multiple people working on it and people can, you know, kind of leapfrog do this week and have another two weeks to prepare for the next one and so on and so forth. But um, I would really prefer just a, a weekly blog post where they could put stuff in there. And then if they want to show some show us new features from a patch, put it in a video and put it on there. Uh, live streams are fun, 
but they're it does it's it's not really working to get the information out there and it's it's just difficult watching them when they're i mean they're trying to improve they're having people play off screen and have the people that are on there talking to us you know but instead of playing because that is difficult but uh yeah i would i would just prefer a vidoc and a weekly blog post so jd what are your preference like newsletter like personalized emails to everyone i mean i I think they uh, they could uh, continue with the streams, but definitely not in the way that they've been doing them. Um, I, I think it needs to be a combination of all of what we've been saying. They need to have a stream. They need to have uh, a uh, some kind of blog post whenever they stream to sum up information that they gave during the stream um, just to make things a little bit easier. I mean, if it's like a, if they want to do like a weekly blog, like, you know, three weeks a month. And then on the fourth week, they do a stream. I feel like that's preferable. Um, I do agree uh, with Tater, especially because it kind of echoes some of the stuff that I was uh, talking about uh, last week, which is he he says here. um, uh, Yeah. Show us assets code. Show what the team has completed to us. You keep your assets to yourself. JD, I don't want to be just showing your assets uh, around. The family should arrested for that. It says address feedback in a direct but open-ended way. Um, and it, like, like I was saying last week, they did something similar to this when they were working on Dragon Age Inquisition before Dragon Age Inquisition was even called Dragon Age Inquisition. I think even like it ended up being called dragon age armada first and then it was something else eventually then they came into inquisition but that's beside the point um they were showing us things that they were working on um like but they didn't give us any context like they would show us art of characters but we had no idea who these characters were they would show us uh they would talk about certain details but in the context of just basic conversation we had no we had no basis. Well, we had nothing to really base it off of. We had, they weren't making promises. They were just showing us things that could be and like just showing us things without saying like, this is something uh, that's going to do this. This is something that's going to do that. It's like, no, like this is just something we're working on. You can see it. You can draw your own conclusions. It, you know, you may not even end up seeing this exactly this way. Like just seeing that and it made me as a fan feel like I was somewhat um, somewhat more involved in the process, even though like I wasn't saying anything to them. Okay. It's just that they were being so open about their side and having that, like, again, no context, no promises, just show us that you are working, show us some of the things you are working on. You don't have to tell us what they are. Just show us, let us draw our own conclusions, you know, and we get what we get. Uh, it, it, it worked for Dragon Age. It could work for Anthem. But right now, I think most of us uh, can agree that the radio silence is not working out for them. Uh, it's like there's a lot of people that are spiraling out. And when they could be having reassur- well, reassuring words coming from uh, the developers, they are getting nothing. So or virtually nothing. I know yeah. Jesse's been busting it out on Twitter, but it's not being it, heard all around. 
And and it and it's a tough thing, but this is the one constant right now in the anthem community is that we feel like we're not being heard. So that's the one thing that people are going to continue to talk about until they feel like they're being heard, and we move on to the next thing, right? So I mean, you you got to listen to what your people are telling you because if you don't, then then I don't know what the purpose is. All right, so we're going to do a couple things we haven't done this before. We are going to start taking some calls from our Discord. Where hopefully we've got this all set up to where it'll work out. Um, where we can, if if anyone has a question or a comment, they can ask about Anthem or they can ask about anything else. The only thing you can't talk about is Endgame spoilers because we're not doing that yet. So you can jump into our Discord <laughs> over into our podcast call waiting room. It is. Um, yeah, it does end. Stop it, Devin. So if, if you're ready, you can jump over there um, and then we'll bring you in and you can ask whatever question you want. Devin, will you post a link to our Discord in the YouTube channel thingy and by the magic of the internet, we'll get people access to that. So while we're waiting for people to jump in and get ready for that, I wanted to talk about something that I've been trying this week. For the longest time, I've been running a very simple Destiny build. I had Artinia's Gambit. I you know, rolled super high damage numbers on that thing. So I was melting everything with my storm just using my assault rifle. So I was just playing Destiny. I wasn't using any abilities. I was just mowing things down, critting for like 8,000 on just normal bosses or on normal mobs. So I just, I was unstoppable as a storm. Um, I got really tired of that. Um, and I wanted to try something different. So I'm a huge fan of the storm, so I'm going to stick with the storm, but I also am a huge fan of lightning, so I decided I'm going to try to do some lightning build, right? So I got a Thunderbolt of Yavinia, which is a super cool gun. It has a very cool ability that, like, you know, 33% chance for it to proc a lightning strike on whatever you're shooting, which sometimes it feels like you get a run of this thing that every shot you're hitting is bringing down a lightning strike, and the lightning strike is super powerful, does a ton of damage, and I've stacked a ton of elemental damage on everything that I can find. Unfortunately, I don't have a lot of legendaries that have that, so with all the things that I have with elemental damage, it just brings me down to a masterwork. But I've been running the Thunderbolt of Yuvinia, uh Seal of the Open Mind, which is the upgraded shock burst. You throw a little um, lightning ball out there, and it bounces around. And the nice thing about that is it's a primer. Um, with that primer, I use the Ponder Infinity Legendary. It's a legendary lightning strike. It's a detonator, so that does a ton of damage. Also, um, I, I've fallen into this bad habit of not using my abilities a lot just because I've been using the guns, and they seem to do a lot of damage. So I'm trying to get back into priming things and actually detonating them. Um, unfortunately, when I use Silly the Open Mind, it's it takes a lot of hits of that thing to actually prime a bigger creature. Like, it'll... It'll prime smaller dudes on the first shot, but after you prime them, they're almost pretty much dead. So, and this is, I, I do mostly on Grandmaster 2, just because Grandmaster 3 currently with the storm, um, the storm is too good, so I don't do it on Grandmaster 3. It dies a lot, um, which is really unfortunate. I wish I felt like the shield was actually making a difference in Grandmaster 3, but I don't know if it is or not. I'd have to do some testing. So, priming things takes a little bit longer with... Um, with the shock burst, but I really enjoy it because it's all a lightning build. So it's a lot of fun. So one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about, um, hold on one second here. I got a message from Devin. No, that's just a message from you, Devin. So one thing I was reading, yeah, I was reading about the Thunderbolt of Yavinia and this is the lore blurb on this thing. And I want, and I wanted to get your guys' opinions on the lore blurb on this. All right. It says it was at Blackstone on the edge of a battlefield where Yavinia 
made the the first Thunderbolt rifle. It is said that when Yavinia pulled it from the forge, a thunderbolt cracked in the sky, which is kind of cool, right? You're forging this thing. You're using a hammer. I don't know how they forge weapons because there's a lot of like strike pins and you've got recoil springs and all kinds of like pressure chambers that you got to build. So I don't know how you're doing that in the forge. Um, but a warrior stepped forward and cried out, this is Yavinia's thunderbolt. She then rushed forward and led a brilliantly reckless charge that turned the enemy on its heels. So I was reading this. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. But does that mean Yavinia was like during a battle was just at the forge, like making a new gun? Because then as soon as she pulled it out of the forge, she went to fight with it. Like, was it hot at that time? <laughs> was she like, what was what was everyone else doing? Was it like waiting for her to finish building this gun? So I thought it was a pretty interesting lore blurb. I don't know if you guys have um, tried any of these weapons, if you tried um, the Storm at all. Because I know, Devin, you run the Interceptor. JD, you're more focused on the Colossus and the Ranger right now. Um, have you guys been able to try the Storm at, out at all? I was so, playing it earlier. <laughs> all right. Looks, earlier today. I'm going to cut you off because it looks like we've got someone in our call waiting. So I'm going to bring them in and we're going to see if this will work. This is friend of the show here. Let's see if this works out. Dialing now. We'll just have to remind this person to uh, keep his language clean because sometimes he gets a little salty. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's Rust- all rusty. Rusted, oh. are you there? Hello. Was and he left. Oh, he's hey, Rusted, <laughs> how are you? Welcome to episode 85 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. Will you tell us your name, what javelin you use? Rusted, there's only one javelin, and it's Ranger. <laughs> okay. There's only one javelin <laughs> in the game. Fair enough. So, Rusted, what is. Expansion. <laughs> you didn't get the expansion pack for the, uh, for the other javelins? So what what question do you have for us, Rusted? Um, as you're a very much a lore kind of person yourself, why don't uh, you put forward some lore-related, uh, what, what would you call it, fan fiction or something like that? Uh, fan fiction? Are you like like written fan fiction kind of thing? Or just content that covers the lore? Content. Let's start with content. Um, uh, sorry, go ahead. I I have an honest answer for you. And this is something that when we were first starting, I was really excited about it. Like even before the game came out, I dove deep into talking about like Helena of Tarsus, what she did, the speculation around her. But when the game released, Hmm. um, I kind of like lost the drive to do that. I think there's some really cool lore in Anthem, I think everything surrounding Helena is super cool and very interesting, but everything else, like, it just, it, it hasn't grabbed me like I thought it would. And it's really hard for me to, like, want to dive in and talk about it. Like, the comics mm. kind of fell super flat for me. I was, like, really excited to talk about them, but then after reading everything, I'm like, I mean, if it feels like it's there to being something super cool. And I just, I, I don't, I think it's a me issue, but I haven't felt the desire to dive in as much as I True. thought I would. So it's a Steven issue. Um, <laughs> if I, if I could say something to this, I don't know if this applies to what Rusted is uh, asking necessarily, but I do know that I've, uh, that one of the things that I've been thinking about doing, I'm just waiting for uh, school to end for me to have more time. Um I've, and I've talked to both Ash and Will about it. I haven't really talked to the other guys about this too much because I wanted to come to them with the script. But I do know uh, I've had a 
had a plan for a little while to uh, make a couple of like basically fan make a couple of additional episodes of the radio play. Uh, well, the radio plays in uh, Fort Tarsus because that's pretty easy to do. It's all audio. I have uh, sound engineering friends. I have plenty of friends who are still in the voiceover industry. Uh, I'm trained myself, uh, not to mention Ash is trained. We all know Will has plenty of experience. Um, n- nobody's, nobody's, you know, officially agreed to it, and there's no definitive plans made, but that's something that I would like to personally do because I loved uh I, I love the radio plays that they did. I loved how funny they were and how much they added to the world, uh just in terms of like its overall character. Oh, that sounds like there a fantastic go. idea. Devin, do you want to answer or do I don't I don't really care about uh, your opinion on the matter. Yeah, no. But. It's uh <laughs> lore is good, you know, but uh I don't know. I mean they, they need to expand it some more. There's a ton of it in the game that you can go read through, but um that's not really my thing. Unless it's Halo lore, because I'm more interested. Well, in well, I think a lot of the lore in Anthem, there's a lot of like day to day stuff in the Cortex. A lot of it is people that are existing right now um, when everything is happening, talking about, you know, um, shoot, manifest for a Strider that's walking around, people's laundry and stuff. And I think all of that is really interesting. Um, but there's not a lot of, I mean, we kind of want to know like what the shapers were doing, things that were built. And, and I think I just need to spend more time in it. I need to get over my the lack of desire to do it, and I just need to do it. So I will. I will try to not focus. Like a lot of mystery going on there either. Like usually, there's like things that you could like make theories based off of, uh, and like kind of sink your teeth into. Um, right now, we have a lot of questions, but not really enough evidence out there uh, to really support any theory is particularly viable. I mean, maybe that's just me. But like we saw, uh, we saw the Urgoth, and it's like we have no idea what the Urgoth are. Like we, like we're left with the question of what are they? Alert, JD. That's good. Oh, what's that? Well, I think one of, I think one of the the problems is like the Anthem of Creation can do anything. So if it can do anything, then I guess it can just do anything. So. Rusted, we appreciate the call. We're going to bring Volkai in on here, so I'm going to hang up on you. Hey, and you know Thank what? You you've, <laughs> we appreciate the support, Rusted, and everything that you've done for the podcast. I mean, you've been here for, for as long as I can remember, and we appreciate the support a ton. So, And thanks for using all those uh, Matt Damon keys for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> all right. We'll say, we'll say bye to Rusted, and we're going to bring Volkai in here. So let's see if we can do this. Volkai is one of our patron members. Um. Let's see. Did that work? Leave call. Turn on camera. We'll see if they pick up. You guys can. You guys can save me some dead air while I figure this out. So you guys can talk about the builds so that you're a, currently he's a, running. He's one of our patrons. So basically, we're about to have a meeting with one of our bosses. That's yeah, our right. boss is coming on. Oh boy! Never a good idea. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> I forgot to keep my uh, beard trim within two inches. That's uh, a. That's, oh that's, Pindle would oh be no. upset with you, JD. I got, I got to, I got to hide, uh, I got to hide all my tattoos. So, JD, have you seen the new uh, content that came out today? Uh, for, for uh, all the, for the, the, the cosmetic store. Yeah, I've saw it. Yeah. So I, so I purchased everything like I always do. Um, 
you know, which is you know, it's whatever. I, I was thinking, right? So people are saying because the the rap, you know, what are what are the large raps called? Raps. Um, I think they're just okay. called raps. Okay, yeah, they're called. Raps. Well, you know, so they're the same price as the armor, right? So eighty five hundred. Yeah. <clears throat> Eight, and like they're, I was kind of thinking about that. Eight fifty. Eight fifty. Okay. Nine hundred. Um, can I go for that? There's no, sixty-one thousand coins, eight hundred and fifty <laughs> shards. All right. right. So, but I was thinking, right? So the armor packs, they're really just another type of rep, right? Because all the armor packs are is just additional components on the outside of your javelin, right? So the Inside of your main javelin never changes. The only thing that changes is what the wrap on the outside is, right? So people were like, well, I don't want to pay the same price for armor pack versus the wrap. But really, they're both kind of just wraps. They just one's more 3D than the other. Hey, Volkai, are you um, there? I sure am. Hey, sorry. I was trying (laughs) to call you, but I should have just jumped into here. JD pointed out that, you know, this is almost like a meeting with our boss since you're one of our, our patron members. So how's it going, boss? Episode 85, the performance review. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my current review is doesn't suck. (laughs) It doesn't (laughs) suck. Well, that's that's more than I I appreciate that. So so how's it going, Volkai? So can you tell us what your your main javelin is, what you've been playing the most of? Uh, despite my original expectations that I'd get part of it pretty quickly. Oh, he's... You're just going to be Ranger. Oh, so you have been playing the Ranger the most? Sure have. So what, 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 what is it about the Ranger that, like, keeps you playing it? Because I, I really want to jump to the Ranger, but I've just kind of been stuck on the Storm. I think that's the next thing I'm going to go to. So what is it about the Ranger that keeps you playing it? A lot of it is just the flexibility. I have area of effect. I have focused damage. My combo is perfect for bosses because it does massive damage. Using the shield option for the uh, support gear lets me revive people without dying in the process. And that, that has been something that I, uh, Mike has saved me a bunch of times from, you know, dying just after I respawn when we do Grandmaster 3's that shield. So I appreciate the shield. I appreciate all Ranger mains out there that actually pop their shield when they go to revive me. Not that I die a lot, but I do appreciate it. Also, the Ranger, you know, hands down has the coolest looking ultimate ability. Like just opening up with all those missiles is pretty rad. Dropping meteors is cool about one time, but after that it kind of just, it's the same. So Volkai, what cool... No, you go. You're our boss, so you go. Also, the missiles are both useful against crowds or focused on a single target. Yeah, and that's true. Like a lot of times, the if you if you're lucky with the storm ultimate, you can get people underneath that AOE. But a lot of times, they're so spread out that you never get as many people as you want. And with the ranger, you can just target as many. So, so what question do you have for us today, Volkai? Well, the main question I have is. How do you play the game as far as time windows? Like, I'm usually playing one to two hours, sometimes four. But beyond that, it feels like I'm getting diminishing returns. Oh, th- so this is a good question. So, Devin, what is, what is your play schedule like? Because you have quite a bit more play time than I do. 
Yeah. So for me, like right now, within the last, I don't know, I'd say month, it, before it was like I was playing four hours, three to four hours every day. And now it's more of a, you know, I'll play one to two hours, basically, of like, um, because there, there's not really much new for me to do, right? I'm still working towards the long term, you know, challenges and what have you. But sometimes when those things aren't working correctly, it, it's, a little tough to keep working on it because nothing's counting. But now it's more of a, you know, especially with the Matt Damon chest, the Elysian chest, it was like, okay, I'll play, I'll get the key, and then I'll wait to play again later when I know there's going to be more more of us on so we can run the stronghold together and use the key. So I think my playtime was more um, based around the activities that I was going to do because I wanted to get maximum Matt Damon chest. Uh, <laughs> bonuses. Uh, I waited for more people that I could play with because then I would know they had a key. So uh, that right now it's up in the air. Like I, you know, all last week I was out of town, so I didn't play much. And this week I just been really busy and and uh, I haven't really played much until today. So um, I'm looking forward to when they can introduce some more activities, which will bring bring me back to playing more of Anthem. JD, what is your play schedule like? Because we never play together. Because you're on Xbox and and we're on um, mm-hmm. we're on the the Until PC the master race. Until we get crossplay, yep. if that ever happens. So, what is your schedule like? <laughs> yeah, you guys are in New Mexico. I'm in California. You guys are in PC. I'm on Xbox. Would never be together. Now, um, so most of the time, like if it's like a Saturday or Sunday, like you know, I'm a teacher. I'm like I wake Oh, really? Up at, like, you're you a know, teacher. Five, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. You've never yeah, mentioned no, that before, I, GD. I, I wake up at um, I, I wake up at about you know five five thirty in the morning. You know, leave at about seven thirty, uh, and then I get home at about four o'clock. And then, over on, there, JD. <laughs> and then depending on uh, what I got to do uh, that day, you know, I maybe have an hour or two of video games a night. The only day that I really like sit down and binge is usually on a Saturday. Uh, Sunday is currently reserved for game of thrones with the family um yeah you know well, that'll be over the... soon <laughs> i know i know but um usually usually what i what i was doing especially during the elysian chest is i was popping on i was uh getting the key and then i was running the stronghold so about uh one to two hours of activity um i tried playing it earlier today uh, i wanted to get my storm back in action i tried to run the sunken cell I had a bunch of server issues when i was playing so I didn't end up getting anything of note. Um, I remember like when I was hunting for my legendaries uh, as much as I could, and I got I got a couple. Um, that was basically from like that was the result of um, that was the result of like five or six hours of playing, and I think I only got like maybe like uh, like two, somewhere between two and four legendaries that day. Um, but I, I, it actually kind of led me to believe that like your chances of getting legendaries might actually go up with uh, your amount of continued play. Um, because I've only gotten legendaries on Saturdays when I just had a lot of time to play continuously without stopping. Um, it's become my game that I will pop on in between, like if I'm getting bored of something. So like, let's say I was playing a, uh, Yakuza uh, to Kiwami on the PS4. I got tired of that after playing that for a couple of hours, so I hopped on Anthem, played that for an hour, and then 
Uh, once I got tired of that, I hopped back on Yakuza. It was a little palate cleanser. Very cool. So my my time, I play at a very specific time. I play at 4 o'clock in the morning until um, 5.30, and then I go to work. Usually after, I work, I work pretty late, so when I get home, my wife and I hang out, watch TV and movies. That's kind of what we do together, and then I just play in the morning. So that is my time. And like Devin said, like even though the Matt Damon chess were not the bet were not greatly implement, implemented, I think that's a word that I can use. It yeah, did give yeah, you yeah. something to chase, unfortunately, because there was a little bright icon that was different from everything else. And it for us gamers, if there's something that's shiny, that's what we go for. So even though it wasn't like the best use of my time, I could have been trying to work on my other quests, um, like killing dominion or killing scar or killing the outlaws or whatever that's the one thing that i would get i'd go get a key and then i felt like i was being productive because i was checking a box off of my list so that's what i was doing while i was playing now i don't know what to do now i just feel lost i don't know volkai if that even answers the question that you were asking but uh, that's kind of (laughs) those are the times when i play (laughs) pretty well does i have one follow-up question for you all right hit us with it what do you think Bioware developers intended the average game session time compared to what we're playing? Ooh, that's a good one. And one more side question. How much do you want to bet all the people who complained about running out of stuff to do a month and a half ago were playing, say, eight hours at a time? Yeah, I think hmm. This one's hard cuz I try not to I try not to make blanket statements like JD loves to make all the time. But I'm going to say oh, probably I so many blankets. Yeah, I I'm, I'm going to say a probably pretty good percentage of people that run out of things to do are people that burn through content, right? So I mean and and that's a given. If you're not burning through the content cuz we see a lot of people that don't I mean I don't play as much as any of my co-hosts. I play less than than anyone has on the show. I don't feel like I've burned through everything because I still have quite a few things to check off on my list. But, you know, even when we when we first got the game, game came out. I mean, we we played, you know, almost a full day nonstop. Right, Devin? I mean, we burned through that thing and just well, it didn't did. stop. It melted Steven's uh, GPU. It, was it did. Time. Like Anthem <laughs> melted a brand new GPU. It was great. But I never felt like, you know, what? OK, I have no more content. You know, where's. Where's there more? And that's just me because I like to think of myself as a rational as a rational person. Because a lot of times people that complain that there's not a lot to do, I don't know what they're expecting in a looter type game. There's obviously things that Anthem needs to work on, so maybe they're just coming from the aspect of well, I can already see where this is going, and there's not a lot to do, which is a little disingenuous to me. But I don't know. That's really hard in regards to how long I think um, they want people to play. I, I would say if I was making a game and I wanted people to play it, it's like, how many hours do I want them to play my game a day? Um, I don't know. That's that's a hard question. Like, I don't know, maybe two hours on your average playtime? I would say one to two, yeah. Uh, well, I, I don't have time to complete the daily objectives and some time to do a few things. I mean, it's not, it's not uh, rational to think that Every player base or everyone in your play base is going to play for three, four hours, uh, maybe once a week, you know, on weekends when they have more time. But uh, I'm guessing as a live service, they want them to play at least one to two hours a day. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. 
those are my thoughts. Volkai, we appreciate the call. We appreciate all the support for the podcast and being in our Discord all the time, keeping that conversation going. We really do appreciate it. So we will have to do more of these call-ins so that you can call in and chat with us. Absolutely. All right. We will catch you later. Thanks, Volkai. All right. So we will wait for someone to come in. Unless you guys have any anything, any follow-ups, we've been talking for about an hour. So I think if no one else wants to jump in here, we will probably end it. What do you guys say? You guys good with that? We're good with that? I'm good with that. We appreciate I mean, the. Yeah. We appreciate everyone. I, that. I just want to say thank you to everybody who came on. Like that's yeah, it's nice to hear from you guys. Putting voices to names. Maybe a, uh, next week we can do uh, EA play predictions. Maybe I don't know. Ooh, Ooh, EA play uh, predictions. We still have predictions from last year. Hold on one second. I'm going to shoot a message to someone real quick and see if they respond before I do that. So you guys are going to have to fill some air for me while I type this out. Alright, so back to before I was interrupted by Steven last time about <laughs> my uh, philosophy lesson. Uh, no, <laughs> as William said in there, what's in a wrap, right? Um, because the, the armor packs, really, that's all they are. I mean, they've they've shown us, okay, you have your Storm or Colossus, Ranger, Interceptor. <laughs> what's underneath is the same frame. They just change the, the bits, the armor bits packs or whatever. On the outside, right? And to me, that's still just a wrap. It just makes it look a little bit differently. Um, they're not full, or like armor sets where, like armor sets, I look at as like completely different. Like uh, because they're saying it just goes on top of the original frame. Um, so I, th- I, I don't have a problem paying the price as long as they're cool. the iron I price mean, or the wrap price. Yeah. The price for both of them. I, I, okay. I don't mind that they're both the same price. Because to me, I look at them as both the same thing. Is that's the way I look at them? Um, but to me, it's not like a, a DLC where I'm downloading new models. I mean, it is. Yes, the armor pack has new 3D geomet- geometry, but yeah. it is like in, in one sense just another wrap on the outside of the mainframe of that javelin. Um, Hold on, what Devin, I was I'm, I'm going to have to interrupt you, Devin. Hey, do okay. we we have a caller on the line. Caller, can you hear us? Caller. There's Maybe. Something, something fell. Sh- <laughs> that was that was my dog pushing me, pushing past me. <laughs> oh. so, so let's see if they connect right here. So you finish your thought, Devin, and we'll see if we can get this caller Hello. to connect. Uh, Whoa, there it is. Oh. Ben, can you hear us? Oh, hey, how's it going? Hey, we're doing good, Ben. How are you? It's probably pretty hey. late where you're at right now. Yeah, it's a, it's eleven p.m., but it's all good. I realize You're... I have my push to talk on, so that's what's happened. <laughs> ah, gotcha. So, how are you doing tonight, Ben? Yeah, I'm good. How's the podcast going? Oh, it's it's going great. Uh, so you so we've had a couple callers on. And we always ask our callers tell us your name and what javelin you're maining <laughs> at the time. So, can you tell us uh, who you are and what javelin you're using? <laughs> sure. Uh, my name is Ben Irving. Um, I love playing Anthem. Uh, I have a uh, two mains right now. I'm playing the Ranger and the Interceptor. Um, I obviously have no favorite child, so I play all of them. But right now, I play Ranger and and the Interceptor. So what? So what about the Ranger is drawing you to it right now? Because I mean, obviously, you have a favorite. So I know you can't say you have a favorite, but you obviously do. So what about the Ranger is keeping you there? <laughs> 
I feel like I'm being baited here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no like multiple oh, callers have said, the Ranger um, is is their 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 javelin. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, look all. <laughs> Again, I have no favorite. You, you, don't, you, don't answer, you don't have to answer. You don't have to answer. Honestly, it's the combo. So I, I play um, with the uh, missile uh, masterwork that uh, reached that song combo. And for me, that's very satisfying. Uh, I play with a couple of buddies who are big on priming. So they prime and I get my double detonator off. Or where they fail at their job of priming, I love to use my melee into combo. So... That's why I love playing Ranger right now. But again, I I play them all. It's just uh, that's what I've been playing recently. Well, very cool. Ben, we appreciate the call. I know you are super busy. It's late. You probably have want to go to bed. We appreciate the call in. Unless you have a question for the podcast. A lot of people have been asking the podcast question. If you have a question, you can feel free to answer it here. Or if not, we can Any just actually question? let you go to bed. You know what? I just really wanted to pop in and say hi. You know, uh, you guys have been doing so many great podcasts for so long. I just wanted to stop by and say hi and say thank you so much for doing that. Um, you know, I don't think I really have a question for you all outside of really just saying thank you. Um, we really appreciate uh, the ongoing work you all do, and uh, we look forward to chatting with you all in the future as well. Hey, well, we appreciate that, Ben. We look forward to talking to you guys also. Hopefully, we'll see you at EA Play. We'll all be headed down there to hang out and see what you guys have cooked up for us. Are you making that trip to to EA Play this year? I I will be there, yep, um, for sure. So if you guys are there, look cool. forward to seeing you there. Dr- drinks on you, is that what I heard you just say? Is that what you just <laughs> said just now? All, all the drinks on me. All right. <laughs> I'll probably have to dodge you now. You realize yeah. now I have to dodge you. Yeah. I just it's ruined it. Dang. Well. Drinks are on us. Right? Drinks are on us. Oh, well, I, we I appreciate my uh, corporate Amex canceled uh, because of this conversation. So it's, it's really Denied. <laughs> I see what you did there. Nah, well, it, it'll be fun to see you all. And uh, again, thank you for doing all the stuff that you do for the community. And uh, we look forward to hanging out with you. All right. We'll talk. Hopefully, we'll talk to you soon, Ben. You have a good night. Yeah, you guys too. Thanks, Ben. Bye. Yeah, I'll just hang up on him. Just hung up on Ben. So, whatever. (laughs) I accept call. Well, freelancers. Hold on. Drinks were free until Steve hung up. Yeah, until Steve. Until, yeah, I know. I ruin everything. Hold on. Windows is trying to do an update on me, and I have to figure out what button to push so it does not do an update. Restart now. Another timer. Okay. See, this is all just like really confusing. What button do I push? Hopefully, I don't push now. Oh. Dang it. Okay. If Steve, if Steve disappears, we know what happened. <laughs> Freelancers, it's been an awesome time chatting with you for episode 85 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. We appreciate everyone jumping in. Um, this was the first time we tried that, so we're going to try to do it in the future a couple more times so people can come in, have questions, and feel like they're being part of the conversation. Um, we appreciate everyone that was in there for um, on our YouTube chat. We really appreciate the conversation going. Again, I, I can't express enough like how much we appreciate all of our listeners, everyone that has stuck with us, the conversations that we have. A lot of times there's some pretty good discussion going on in our Discord. So if you want to join a Discord of people that are passionate about the game, if you're tired of feeling like everyone is just bashing on the game and trashing on it, I mean, there are, there's a lot of good Discords you can go to for that. Ours is one of them, I feel like it is. We've got a lot of great moderators that keep the conversation going. Um, we've got people in the morning, people at night. Someone's always on here, so... 
All Man. around the world. All around the world we got people. So until next time, freelancers, there's a shaper storm on the horizon, and we'll see you on the other side. Peace. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at freelancercodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at patreon.com slash freelancercodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at mlamson25, at neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. <laughs>